like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit bad podcast. Fuck those honkies. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe, the god of fuck. I am the god of fuck. And Jen is here. Ben is here. Faggots. No. And our guest tonight is Moral Bob. Thanks for jumping in last minute, dude. We appreciate it. We always try to get a show out on Thursday and, you know, cancellations happen and world keeps on not spinning, of course. Well, so, luckily we're a tight enough group that that can happen. You can shoot me a text. I'm like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. I got nothing to do tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we probably would have just got on and talked shit anyway. So it's always fun to have a guest in here, though. So for the people who don't know who you are, Moral Bob, and I heard you were considering changing your name, uh, tell us about your show and every, uh, tell us about your like 16 shows or however many you have. Now. Oh God, I got too many. Um, you can find all my shows on the Hidden in Plain Sight feed, and it's not the knockoff bullshit Hidden in Plain Sights. Mine has a barcode at the bottom. It's not like the rest of them, even though there is a guy that has an eyeball, like almost exactly like mine. He's a total, like straight up rip off of my show, well, rip off my logo and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can find it on there. I talk about mostly these days. I talk about chickens. Um, you know, I've got it. Like you said, I've got a bunch of shows that I do. And the one I'm focusing on right now is the one that I do with my wife. It's called New Kids on the Flock. And it's nice. it's all chickens all the time. Um, chickens never get that's old. What we do. It's like well, people in Nebraska; they can always talk about corn. We I have a question for chicken. you about chickens, really fast. Okay. So, for the first time, because we have chickens as well as everyone knows, so we we've been getting eggs almost every single day. And yesterday, I went out and I collected two eggs, but we have you know it's usually three. And I looked kind of further in the in the coop. And there was an egg in there. And that's weird. They usually all lay in the same spot. So I went to grab it. Fuck, it looked like an egg. I swear. But it was like a jelly ball. It didn't have the hard shell on the outside. So I don't know if that's ever happened to you or what that's called or what causes it. But I was like, is this chicken sick? Just a lot. No, it it can be. um, Do you have any young birds that that are like almost laying? No, no. Because sometimes it can be a new bird. Um, But. Sometimes it can be like a calcium deficiency. So, okay. but you know, I've, I've, I get them every now and again too. I had okay. one recently, and then the next day I got one that looked like it was laid as leather, but then got hard because it was like all twisted and weird. It was the weirdest looking egg I've ever seen. It was, it was wrinkled on one end and like twisted, but it was hard. That's so. That's weird. a sound drop. Did you take a picture. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I have a picture, but I don't think we've done anything with it. We haven't eaten it. And what we're doing now is we're hatching eggs. If you think having chickens is cool, make chickens. And it it adds a whole new level of awesome to it. Because it's, now I, we're... But he does that. He has so shitloads cool. of birds and just hatches them all. He's got incubators and all that. And some of them just hatch naturally, you know, like nature does. But We're not allowed to have roosters here, though. So we couldn't actually do that if if we stayed here. Not allowed. 
No, like no, we had the cops <laughs> yeah, called on like, us. What? Really? Yeah. So it's animal what? control is run through the city. And so someone called the cops and they sent like the animal control to our house because we had a rooster and they came and inspected her backyard and shit. It was and, dumb. And to be fair, we've told the story on the show, but to be fair, we were, I mean, not surprised really because he was fucking annoying. And we live in the middle of kind of a bigger neighborhood. And I'm sure everyone within a half mile around us heard that motherfucker. Five times at five in the morning, five times at five oh five. Like it was, was there, sir. But these are the same people that are okay with like sirens and shit blazing through the neighborhood <laughs> at eleven o'clock at night. You know, gunshots. Like, yeah, like well, that's on. what I was gonna say. It's, it's a perfect, uh, a perfect comparison. Pot and chickens. Uh, in Texas, no pot. Expect chickens. In California, expect pot. No chickens. Well, in Texas, though, they're they're go they're alternating between chickens and and guns, right? Is that a good? Assessment? I got both, man. I got both, so <laughs> yeah. I got chickens and guns because I, love I the think sound of guns. <laughs> I think you need both, but yeah, and goats. <laughs> oh, sorry, got a cough to get off, as they used to say when we'd smoke that. See, I grew up here in Texas where we used to have the shitty brick weed. We didn't get that mm. great Northern California weed until like late nineties, early two thousands. Well, dude, everybody used to have that brick weed. That's why it's such a stereotype. Cause Ugh. when you're 17 and you don't know anybody and you don't know what real good, butt is you just settle for whatever we did that. My buddy gave me a bag of utter shake for like 10 bucks. I don't even know why he charged me, but me and Ben rolled the shit out of that. And, and we got fucking ugly. high ugly yes. fucking joints i didn't know that you're supposed okay. to break it up a little first so i was just trying to jam a bunch of little nugs in there and shit dude i i remember <laughs> when we used to when i was going to school my girlfriend at the time everybody was like hey did you bring a nug just a nug <laughs> and so we would fucking carve out an apple or we would use a old you know pepsi can or fanta or fanta or whatever you pronounce it and we'd make a fucking pipe out of it and that one nug would get like five of us high each yep. one of us would take one rip and be like, okay, there you go. Yeah, and I then we like go back to school now, high. though. Like, I don't, I can't uh, just sit there and smoke bowl after bowl. I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> it's, it's like one or two rips and, or a couple on the pen. And I'm like, I am good. I'm going to go watch. Uh, uh, I, some I will tell you this right now. That is why I purposely doom myself with eating a gummy because one, they're tasty and I like them. But two, once I swallow, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That's a sound drop. Thank you. <laughs> pair it with the i like sucking i used to yeah. i used to have um a gas mask oh i've used that one my, time when i was in my late teens early 20s now the now the cops probably look at it regularly and laugh um you but, say you're scared of covid as you're getting high yeah dude it was brutal people would get fucking mm -hmm. annihilated with that mask because it's not even fun at that have point. A, an electric pipe so you do the electric pipe that would basically is just a, a motor that would pull the draw the air. So you'd light it, hit the button, it draw through the bowl and it would just fill the gas mask up. So right. you just watch everybody disappear and then you just sit in there and breathe. And it was the most amazing now, thing ever. When no. you did that, was it actual <laughs> smoke? Like, was yeah. it actually? Okay. So the yeah, reason yeah. why I asked that is the only time I ever used the gas mask was it was a tabletop uh, vaporizer. So they would actually load it, they would turn it on, and it would go through the vaporization system and then just go into your mask. So I put the mask on, and you don't really feel like you're breathing anything because it's not like you're taking a hit of pot. 
So I just breathe, 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 cleared the bowl within like a couple of seconds. And I'm all, oh, I'm going to be really fucked up because I can take two. Like Joe said, I can take two hits and be done. I just toasted a fucking bowl and didn't even know it. And it was the cleanest high. But dear Lord in heaven, was I fucked off. I was yeah. so fucked. You know, I, never I tried did the, the gas mask thing. So this is old school vaporization, though. It's actual nugs that get heated or something and it vaporizes right. it instead of burning yep. it. So it I'm not like talking about these or something. Yeah, I'm not talking about these uh, hipster fucking oil pens that I love. No, uh, not fake but they, yeah, but when I, t- I did the uh, gas mask one time as well, one time, because it was awful. It wasn't vaporized in that one. You, it was actually a like a pipe on the end of it, but it covers right, your yeah. whole head. So, you, you know, you do that and you just, like you said, just breathe and stung oh. my eyes. It, it tasted bad after like three or four breaths. Uh-huh. So I just ripped that thing off and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a nap now. You're like That's the old done. lady smoking weed. You're like, ow, my eyes. That hurts <laughs> was, my throat. It's he was the tight. classic take off the mask. And when the smoke clears, he's already like this. He's all. Oh, yeah, I couldn't even see. My eyes were so chinky. Well, I was too much of a <laughs> pussy to ever try that shit anyway. So I shouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and we tried smoking weed every possible way you can imagine from making gravity bongs in the sink out of empty milk cartons to oh, making a fuck. gravity bong out of a Sobe bottle. If anybody remembers Sobe, remember that's how that we are. And uh, yeah, every possible way. It was just fun to figure out new ways to smoke weed. The apple, yeah. the Coke can. I mean, that was kind of a staple because they didn't have a pipe. But yeah. that was what Coke you did when nobody had anything. Staple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of foil. you could find them anywhere. You could find them anywhere, and if you didn't have something, like if somebody fucked up, like one person, <laughs> you had to compartmentalize. So one person would bring the nug, the other person would bring the lighter, and then the other person would bring whatever you were smoking out of. That way, if anybody got caught, it was just the one. And I remember when that was actually a thing. Like if you got caught with a lighter pipe and weed, that was a whole different story. If you just got caught with a nug and you didn't have a lighter or a pipe on you, the cops really couldn't do anything about it it was just paraphernalia so yeah but they could have they could back then do something about resin in the pipe so i remember cleaning my my pipes or bong stems out like so that they're back to the glass before i like took it somewhere because i was like if there's resin in it then they can get you for paraphernalia which of course up here they wouldn't probably have done but you know you get kind of paranoid as a teenage pothead so i I had to be careful yeah i had a friend that he always came over with his four foot bong <laughs> and one time he came over and he had made a bowl out of a doorknob <laughs> and we fit an entire ounce of weed in it Jesus. and lit it with a blowtorch. That's some Friday shit right there. <laughs> yeah, man. I used to get we friends that get so we, mad about overpacking the bowl. <laughs> well, we would like everything we I did was like, we're trying to get into High Times magazine. We made a bong that was 30 feet long and stood on my <laughs> my roof to hit it. Oh my god. But you'd run out of breath before oh, yeah. the, the oh, smoke yeah. would ever get to you. So you have to clear of... it in like uh four or five cycles. Like at that point, it's yeah. just kind of annoying. Well, at that yeah, at I... that point, you're gonna pass out from bre- from breathing too many times. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get high. Asphyxiate yourself and pass out. No, the, the overpacking a bowl thing was big just because, first of all, it's like weed's expensive. We don't want to just waste it all in one go. But also, after all the green's gone, it tastes like shit and we still have half an ounce in there. So what are we doing? Because I had a friend that, that rolled a joint the size of my forearm. I shit you not. It was his birthday. So he's like, this is my birthday joint. And it was 
the biggest thing I've ever seen. He, it was like an ounce and a half or something in one joint. And he just, you know, pothead style, roll, you know, set a p- bunch of papers together and somehow rolled that thing. It was actually a beautiful joint, but halfway through the joint, it smelled like, or it tasted like ass because there was so much resin in the rest of the weed. You know, I'm like, this is, why do people do this? Same with stupid, stupid young potheads. Right. Same with the, the cross joint thing. I rolled one of those one time just to say I did it. And I'm like, this is pointless and a waste of time. I'm just going to use a regular joint. We just smoke blunts, man. Like that was the big thing. You could get you could get three for ten, and so you go you go get three blunts for ten bucks, and you get high as shit. Oh, dude, blunts are a different animal. Like I can't even I can't even think about smoking a whole one now. Ugh. Oh, dude! My, my favorite once I once I f- figured it out was uh, the spliff where you mix the tobacco with it because I was a smoker, and so back when Joe and I were, were smoking when we were younger, I would burn so- a couple bowls with them, get really high, and then I would grab a cigarette and say, "I'm gonna go make it worse," and go outside and get you know really high after smoking my cigarette. And then when I realized that you could take a blunt wrap and make a spliff out of it, just mix it all up in one. Oh man, that was when I started having a lot of fun because I could roll one of those and be fucking great for like the rest of the night. If not through the next day, I'd take one of those to a party, take a few rips off of it. And uh, it was awesome. Now, well, no. Ben's famous for being fucked up the next day after yes. a lot of things. He'll wake up still high for mm-hmm. a half a day afterwards. I mean, he's kind of a it lightweight happens. pussy. Hey, man, it happens. I've been I've gotten so drunk I was drunk till the next like afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I blew I a percentage. I do, I blew to... a percentage 16 hours after my last drink. I had 8 hours of sleep, <laughs> went to work for 8 hours, got home and still blew a percentage after all of that. Holy shit. My system doesn't <laughs> like me. Yeah, and that's what's fucked up is I would wake up either still drunk or very hungover, but I would blow zeros. Right. And it I don't know if that thing was correct or not, but compared to him and my roommate at the time, <laughs> they were still blowing like a 0.08 or 0.09 and I was blowing zeros. But I'm like, you I just had one up. of those, those little like breathalyzer, personal yeah. breathalyzer. Yeah, it was a breathalyzer. yeah, I remember those <laughs> probably wouldn't hold up in a court a lot, but you know, we probably were using not. it for fun. We, I, we actually used it to see how drunk we were, not if we were drunk. Or you know, not. it does hold up in a court a lot, an actual breathalyzer in your car and <laughs> When you that, wake up you the next day that I pay for, and when you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, it's been 12 hours. I there's no way I'm still you go out there to start it. And it's like, no, still fucked off. Fuck. <laughs> and by the way, we're notifying the court. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been there, man. I've had one of those stupid ass things in my truck, too. So yeah, it's fuck uh, all that. I just there's... I solved the problem by just getting another vehicle. Oh, I there just you bought go. another vehicle. I left. I installed it in one, and I just don't drove a caught. different vehicle. It's just like whatever. Like, yeah, just don't have to deal with this. Don't get thing. caught. They have a stipulation in California that specifically says any vehicle that you own or operate. So if you non-op a car, but it's still the title is still in your name, you still have to put a breathalyzer in it. But Crazy. if you don't own a car and you plan on just driving it down to the store, if it doesn't have a breathalyzer and you get pulled over, you're fucked. Because on the back of your license, it'll say, has to operate a vehicle with an IID. It's fucking retarded. It's so stupid. Yeah, that's, oh, they that's don't just, have that here. At least that's just I, one more reason to not drink and drive people besides the obvious uh, safety risks. Even though 
it is fun as shit to drive drunk. Uh, I wouldn't it recommend is. it. You should probably just take an Uber for $10. No. Well, when I was a kid, we didn't have Uber. And, <laughs> yeah, we but were I, Uber. I figured out that if you just cover one eye when you're driving, <laughs> you don't see double. You're you're drunk and so I drive, pirating your I car. Drive you're down like the road like this. I got home every time. The cop every pulls time. you over. He's like, "What's wrong?" Well, I'm fucked up, and if I cover one eye, I drive better because you know. It's like, I'm oh drunk. my god. <laughs> the reason people swerve is and get in wrecks is because they're seeing double. You just well, cover one eye and you don't see double anymore. What, I had a buddy of mine no that only perception. had, yeah, had a, right. You have you still have depth perception. You know, just because you're a a grown person that's seen shit you can kind of <laughs> gauge how far away stuff is still um i had a buddy of mine that lost an eye and he used to drive hammered all the time oh my God. because he didn't see double <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing actually i now that you say that i think there's been one or two times in my whole life where i've done that where it's like at night and i'm just seeing a couple different lines on the road and i'll, I'll close one eye. i didn't do, go like this but i would close one eye periodically just to be like okay i know i'm in the right the right lane I do that too that's the scariest <laughs> thing when you close yeah, one is. eye and you're like oh, okay cool this is way better and then you're like oh shit this is way better i shouldn't be driving a fucking car right yes now. <laughs> yeah yeah full you, disclaimer these are alleged stories people these are stories from a very long time ago when we were Statute young and stupid yeah don't do any of this shit i don't <laughs> this, care how old you are don't do it it's done uh, i got in this trouble so mine are not alleged years. yeah yeah, yeah, just in, that, in general, don't be a huge piece of shit. A tremendous piece of shit. Correct. Or a tremendous piece of shit. Yeah. I, I try to end that fun saga uh, on a real note is I I made a post on Facebook and I share it every now and again uh, about the DUI. And I always tell people, I'm like, here's the thing. I got caught and that sucks. But my DUI stories are very boring. Because mine were exactly what it was. I got pulled over. They made me blow. I went to jail for a couple hours and then I got in trouble for it. I said, if you ever get a DUI or you're one of those people that drives drunk neurotically, be happy if you get a DUI and it's boring because exciting DUI stories aren't fun. No, that's where you kill people. You total your car. You have property damage or whatever. I got really lucky that my DUI stories are boring. We have different definitions of exciting. That's not an exciting yeah. story. That's, That's uh, terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, it's jinx. Well, um, I, my I got a DWI, um, but mine is like I got pulled over on my motorcycle because I was I was downtown Austin and I was riding my motorcycle down this this little road, and this freaking stupid ass cyclist just popped out of an alley right in front of me, and I I freaking drilled him. Like I nailed him on my bike, and you you would like, have been fine. What if, the fuck? Yeah, your drunkenness wasn't the problem. So yeah, yeah. and so and like I I pulled over and stopped and like turned around to come see if he was okay and he was gone. And I was like, all right, whatever. He's probably and fine. I, I turned around to go the other way, and a freaking um, a cop flagged me down. It was like, hey, come here. Like, did you run into a cyclist? And I said, no, man, he hit me. And I said, and I turned around to see if he was all right, and he was gone. So I just assumed he had gotten up and bolted because he knew he just jumped out in front of traffic and was glad it was a motorcycle and not a car. And he, <laughs> and he, he was just like, well, I'm going to need you to get off. And I, I wasn't the crazy anarchist asshole I am now. Uh, I still hated cops, but I, I was 
I had been drinking. So I was like, all right, let me try to bullshit my way through this. (laughs) I did not bullshit my way through it. I ended up getting (laughs) DWI. But luckily, like, it was either right before that. I think it was right before that I had a cop that tried to yank me out of my vehicle. Oh, um, and I got it all on tape. And so Let's I talk went about the, that for a minute. I went to the DA and I was like, hey, I've got this video of this cop trying to yank me out of my vehicle when I didn't do anything. So I had like, how about we drop some shit? And they wiped <laughs> out like five things, turned the DUI into like obstruction of a roadway or something. Uh, Bullshit charges. Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so stupid. I still had to have probation and shit, but it, and you know, had the breathalyzer, but I didn't have to, I didn't have a DUI or DWI on my, on my record. They're well, like, we'll good. let you have your record clean, but we still want our money every month. Thanks. Yeah. They actually don't give a fuck about that. As care. long as they get the money, they're like, I don't care. Like when I got busted uh, when I was 18, went to jail for a week and had gnarly, uh, what do they call it? The bailout money. And then that was just the start of it. Then there was, I had to go to drug classes and I had to go to or, uh, pay fines and do all the shit. When all was said and done, a five minute traffic stop turned into me paying like four grand or something. And they didn't care. They're like, Oh, we'll just, as long as you do all your classes and shit, we'll just wipe it off your record. I had like three felony counts and they just were like, nah, it's fine. Cause I was, you know, first time offender that they gave me some leniency with that. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, it just it ended up being completely wiped off my record. So I'm like, oh, so you just want the money. Okay, got it. That's what I think every time now when I see cops on motorcycles and I know a couple of them and I'm like, hey, you know what you are, right? Like, yeah, revenue generator. Yes, we know. I'm like, yeah, thank you. At least you're admitting it. That's all you are. You're a parking <laughs> meter. Stupid. But dude, what have you been yep. up to over in your neck of the woods besides chickens? Have you paid attention to the news at all or anything going no, on? No, man. I'm, I've got a... Uh... A farmer's market we're going to on Saturday as a vendor. It's going to be our third one. Um, I don't. That's so cool. Do you have to, to pay? Shit, Do you have to pay to be a vendor? Like how much yeah, is it to like, rent a booth? It, it depends on the on the venue, but it's anywhere from ten to twenty bucks. No way. This one, oh, that's it. Yeah, what? this one that we're going to. I think it's. I wonder 20 if California is way more. It's like it's a big one, and it's like fifteen twenty bucks. I think to be a vendor. That's so cool. What are you selling there? Uh, we sell chicken. My wife makes or chicken eggs. Um, we we will tell people that we sell chicks. We can't we can't sell them at the market, but we end up peddling peddling them at the market. Little black yeah. market um, deal going on. My wife is almost a certified herbalist and does a bunch of natural medicines, and then she does baked goods and all sorts of stuff. So we just kind of nice. have a little bit of everything. Yeah, I would love to do that kind of stuff, but the uh, I would rather just actually make sure I do it for myself first. You know, we were talking about making soap a couple weeks ago. Really not that big of a deal, but it takes like Mm-mm. two weeks to cure or something. But you got to use lye and like coconut oil or whatever the fuck you want to use. I, I was reading all these articles allegedly yeah. while I was on my break at work. And so I want to learn to do stuff like that. And if we had more chickens, maybe we could sell them. But for now, we just kind of give them away. There's not. Yeah. I mean, especially now that we're down to three, it's kind of hit or miss only, whether they lay you only have three well we had five which is more than enough for our little backyard but yeah uh, two of them got torched by something so now we have three. Oof. one of them got torched by something one of them drowned 
Oh, and I'm assuming it's because she was freaked out by the other one getting torn to shreds and just kind of <laughs> right to the pool. Tell you about that. It was ripped apart in our yard and I found it. I was like home working from home. Nobody else was there. And I was like, where's the other two chickens? And I was searching around the yard and I found a big giant pile of feathers and then a big giant pile of intestines or something. And then kept walking to the back of the property and there's a fence and there was a breastplate like shoved in the middle of the chain link fence on the bottom. And then I looked over there's a little canal. There's a like an irrigation canal that runs through like between our yard and the next street. And uh, the chicken was in there, but completely separated. The two wings were, you know, 10 feet apart. The two legs, one of the legs was on the hill by me. One was just in the little canal. No, and then the rest of the chickens gone. ate the rest of it. They're nasty. So we started feeding Holy our chickens shit. chicken now because I'll just I dump all the scraps and I didn't want to ethically feed them chicken. <clears throat> I don't give a fuck anymore. Never done that. I right? went out there the next day after all that, after I cleaned up the chicken crap and like got the one out of the pool and threw it away, which was gross. Uh, they're all rigor mortis and shit. Back in that area where the chicken had died. And I was like, oh, they're sad. Like an idiot. They were eating it. They were eating the fucking entrails and stuff. So yeah, I was like, were. oh, cool. You get to eat chicken from here on out, you cannibal fucks. Well, I mean, state your sister. The first chicken that we had that died, she broke her own neck from what we can tell. And we, we've told people about this, too. She laid a death egg. It was nasty. But uh, Jen thought that by putting it in the sun, maybe it would like wake up or something. Well, because I don't comprehend death very well. <laughs> I, so I didn't understand when I yes, thought, I found that. <laughs> so fuck. Sci I don't trust the science. I think there's maybe I was a magician in a past life or something or a, an occultist. But I was like, I think that we can make this chicken come back to life if we just put it in the shade and maybe give it some water. And Joe was like, he just turned. He was not facing me when I said this. And he turned around and the look on nah, his nah, face. Nigga. <laughs> I was, he, he didn't smile. He didn't laugh at all. But he kind of looked, he looked angry and annoyed at the same time, but without being cruel, <laughs> if that makes sense. He was just like, are you retarded? <laughs> Like, what the fuck did you just say? I was like, and I was like, no, no, you're right. Was, that won't work at all. So this is okay. Not only is it dead as fuck, but it's rigor mortis to shit. It is like a stiff ass bird just laying back there with its neck all cockeyed. And it laid a death egg. I was like, no, this thing's it had a good run. It's I don't like, know how old she is, but they say fine. that people evacuate their bowels when they die. If she just had yeah. one in the chamber, I think that's what happened. It probably would have been safe. To yeah, eat. I don't think she made it right at that second and cranked it out. But yeah, it was still weird. <laughs> I was like, should we eat this? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Yes. Of course. But yeah, we've been looking at doing different shit like that. Uh, I think we told it on the show too, but we, uh, my sister taught us how to make butter, which is very stupidly Dude. easy. It takes like 10 minutes, if that. Uh, yeah. And then we, and from that comes your own buttermilk. And then what else are we? Oh, we're doing sprouting, which is also stupid easy. And everybody should know how to do that. Uh, Lindsay Sharman's got a good thread on Substack if anybody wants to learn how to do that. It's super, really, if I can do it, you, anybody can do it. It's very easy. And what else are you doing? Oh, the soap. And then I wanted to, we kind of make our own dishwashing soap already. We haven't. We haven't bought any. Yeah, we haven't forever. purchased dishwashing stuff in a long time with just borax, borax baking soda, and kosher salt. salt. And same with uh, laundry detergent, though. I want to do that, too, because apparently, especially there's a great Mysterious Universe episode called The Case Against Fragrance. Everybody go listen to that because that is terrifying because any anytime something on the ingredients, whether it's, you know, cologne or soaps or whatever, if it just says fragrance parentheses parfum, that can literally be what 
whatever the fuck they want. It's not regulated because it's proprietary. So they can put whatever they want in there. And most of the time it's some cancerous ass shit. So if you can make your own soaps and, you know, even cologne, like I still have cologne because I, you know, I got to have some fragrance. Essential oils for that. Oh, I did that for like a year. I just used essential oils instead of cologne. I don't have, I don't, I mean, I barely wear deodorant, which is gross, but yeah. It's not, dude, it's better than putting aluminum in your armpits, dude. As soon as I started getting awake to all this shit, I looked at my deodorant and the first ingredient was aluminum and I just threw it in the trash and was like, well, (laughs) I guess I'm not wearing deodorant anymore. Well, they have deodorant. So antiperspirant has the aluminum in it and there's deodorants out there that are just all natural. Sure. So we get those. But then I just just smell like my sweaty ass with something over it, which I think (laughs) is worse. Somehow. It's like Like, citrus. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never gotten antiperspirant deodorant because I remember before I started wearing deodorant when I was like eight, I remember listening to my mom and dad talk about it in the car. And they were saying, they're like, no, the thing with antiperspirant deodorant is that it literally stops you from sweating and that can make you sick, especially over an extended period of time. And that was just the logic that they had used at the time was it's antiperspirant. It stops you from sweating. And I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't sound great. Like, especially if if I'm going to go run or I'm sweating because I'm doing something like you don't want to not sweat. It needs to get out of you. Right. That's the first thing that people are like, why would you not want to sweat? You're supposed to do that, man. Because yeah. of image, because that's what the media wants us to think, that everyone, nobody sweats, girls don't poop, everyone's perfect. Bullshit. Yep. I'm actually pretty sure, she would hate me saying this, so I'm not going to say it, but, but no, I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure that Lene doesn't poop. Oh, well, she'd probably be dead sure. by now. That sounds unhealthy. No, Jen that's was like pretty good about hiding say. it. Jen was pretty good about hiding her bowel movements when we first uh, no met. Yeah, you said you didn't shit for three days when you vis- visited here. Oh, yeah, but I she literally held her shit. My poop. <laughs> I didn't poop in front of you. I was yeah, like, you know what? Clearly, she doesn't know good. who we are because if you took a big dump, stink up the bathroom, and like ripped ass during your dump, I'd be like, oh my god, why? It's like the second time I had met you, and you had two dude roommates. Ben was one of them, and Tony was the other. But to be fair, the bathroom was like. 10 feet away from you guys. And Gives I met you twice. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know how like, we got on poop, but Jesus no, Christ. No, I, 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 I did want to go back to the deodorant and aluminum shit. Cause uh, like I was like when Ben was saying he used to wear, did you say you used to wear aluminum deodorant? Or was that Bob? I did, yeah. uh, I, I did too, but just because I was a teenager and didn't fucking know. And when I ran out one time, I realized I was sweating profusely, even though I still sweat, even with the uh, antiperspirant, I was like going crazy in a, a blue shirt. You know, you can see the pit stains and everything. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go get some more deodorant or uh, antiperspirant. And then uh, later on, when I learned that it's fucking aluminum that clogs up your shit and that's why it makes you not sweat. And then I was like, well, if I don't wear it, though, then I stink. So then you just start wearing regular deodorant, but you're sweating like crazy. I think when I first quit wearing aluminum deodorant, I sweat like crazy for about a week. And then it finally just kind of slowed down to where I was just kind of perspiring instead of sweating. And then after that, because I'm lazy and a pothead, I would forget to put deodorant (laughs) on. And after like four days one time, I'm like, holy shit, I haven't put deodorant on in like four days and I don't smell. Do, do I even and you need sweat that? less too? Even when yeah. when I wear just deodorant, not antiperspirant, yep. we don't wear. I don't wear that either. 
But when I put just the deodorant on, I almost immediately start to sweat. But if I don't put anything on, I don't sweat at all. Right. That's wild. Yeah. Super yeah, weird. I'm, I'm fine without it. Like, you know, take a shower every couple of days or so and you're good to go. That's right. that's what I It's the human way. That's the way we were meant to take be. Take a shower until... when you're dirty. Like, yeah. Just, just take a shower when you're dirty. If you yeah, start it, smelling yourself, take a shower. Right. So that's we talk about that, too, because I'm again, like I said, kind of lazy and I will shower every two to three days. And, uh, but if I don't smell anything, which I know everybody can't really smell their own brand necessarily. That's why people with BO, you have to tell people (laughs) with BO, like, can you wash? But yeah, I I wouldn't smell myself. So I'm like, well, why take a shower? And then I realized my hair was greasy as fuck. I'm like, well, I should probably do something about that. (laughs) But that was the other thing. I went even further with that and stopped using shampoo and actually technically stopped washing my hair for like a month and it was very greasy but they said that yeah well so i was doing other things like washing it with baking soda and rinsing it with vinegar which sounds gross but it doesn't smell if you dry your hair out and i I did that for a month and it was still really greasy but from everything i read they said that it takes maybe six to eight weeks before it gets back to normal and you have the normal amount of oil and shit and then it kind of yeah, it evens itself out so you're not you don't look all greasy slick back and shit and especially if you're washing it with baking soda it really cut down on that and then you can make your own dry shampoo out of fucking cornstarch and probably baking soda or something too and it kind of takes some of the excess oil out of there but if anybody's done that let me know how that goes if you haven't washed your hair in six months with shampoo let me know because I, I want to know how it turns out. Perpetually stay oily. The only reason it's going to continue to produce oil like that is because you for, keep stripping it with shampoo. Because it's expecting to be stripped right, with right. shampoo. So every day it's going to be like, well, this has been happening for the last 30 years. Let's just keep doing it's this. Like, it's like shaving or pruning a tree. It's like it, it's like it causes it more. So like if you start washing your hair your body's like oh shit uh our hair doesn't have anything in it we need to produce and then if you stop doing it it's like okay i know we're gonna shower soon so i'm gonna keep producing it and then after your body gets used to it it's like oh okay yeah we're good we'll just uh we'll create the normal amount well it goes like that with everything like eating even so if you're eating less your stomach shrinks to accommodate that and then you burn more calories because you don't have as much food going in like it it goes just back to the whole balance thing the human body's an amazing i was just about to say that i was just about to say the human body's a fucking amazing thing yeah and if you look at it through balance which is the hardest thing in the world to do thanks for that god he's like you know what you know what you'll be happy in everything as long as you balance everything and i mean bible the bible tells us that uh do all things in moderation he didn't say do some things never and do some things all the time just everything in moderation you want to smoke pot do it in moderation you want to drink do it in moderation it's very human though to want things we just want to want like i would love to get i would love to drink i don't want to get drunk that's just (laughs) oh no no that's that's something that's been bred into us i think that humans are super programmable though so i think yeah you're right in that way it's human nature to want things because we've been trained to want things, I guess. I bye, bye, that. bye. Yeah. I, I, I heard a saying a long time ago, if we just wanted more of what we already have, then we wouldn't need to have what we always want. Yep. Wait, say that one again. Okay. If we just wanted more of what we already have, then we wouldn't need to have what we always want. Well, I mean, some people take that to the money things. If you want more of again, what you moderation. already have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But I mean, that that that's more of a, a testament to contentment because it's one of those. And Joe and I have talked about this a lot. Joe and I really ride that line between contentment and complacency. Yeah, there um, is a line, though. There is a line. And like, I I think that's probably always been like my hardest struggle of balance is because I very easily sl slip into complacency. And on the other side of that, because I'm more of an all or nothing kind of person, I'm either all drinking all the time, blacked out, or I'm not drinking at all, which is Even now he's a Libra. the last two and a half years. But that's a new year. Time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time from an eight month diploma program in health and human services to a 36 month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text health to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text health to 85109. The whole thing, though, that's the perfect thing is that I'm constantly trying to find balance and it's like fucking impossible. It's impossible, in my opinion, to just find a perfect balance all the time with everything. Uh, and then trying to find a balance all the time is failing out of balance it's because right. you should balance stopping yourself from trying to balance everything. It's like I think you're overthinking juggle. this, Ben. <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Nonsense. Stop trying to want things, though. If you just see your life ahead of you or just walk out the door and don't expect anything and just walk through the thing that's already there. I think you'd feel a lot happier. Yeah. And that's well, the other thing is Ben does overthink and he knows it. And then he overthinks that as to how to not overthink. Stop trying to mold the world around you. <laughs> oh no, I don't. That, that's, that's more of the problem that I have is that instead of trying to mold around me, I end up trying to mold this into what's around me. And so that ends up being the bigger problem is because in my like going back to the complacency and contentment thing is that it is a fucking thin thread. It is one thing to be like, you know what? I'm happy with where I'm at. And then right on just the overside of that is and I'm not going to try to do anything more. Well, it's it, like that's why there's such a fine line, because I would like to look up the actual definitions of both. Not that I trust definitions on the on the Internet. I have to get out the Webster's <laughs> right. di dictionary, but right. Contentment looks like complacency to somebody who doesn't yes. know the person or, you know, whatever, or complacency could look like contentment to somebody who doesn't right. know. So it's all it's all your subjective you have view. A, you, like there's a lot say. of complacent people that are extremely positive people, and it looks like they're just super happy and content with their lives. Then there's other people who are inherently negative, but they're actually content with their life, and it looks like they're complacent. Like a lot of it, uh, I got Lene like swinging her hand over here on that second one. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a hard thing to do because that that's talking about the difference in actual personal contentment or complacency versus somebody else's perceived uh, perception of you in contentment or complacency. And they can fuck right off, in, in my opinion, on either way. It, right, because whether to, or to not one you person are you could, is up to you. Right, and yeah. we talk about that all the time too. It's perception versus um, intent. So right. you, to one person, you could look like the happiest, go-lucky person in the world, and somebody else, you look like a lazy piece of shit who just doesn't do anything. And it's weird, as I've known some bums in my day, uh, transients actually, who to most people would look like lazy pieces of shit that are just leeching off the system and really... They were just happy with what they they're happy. Oh, yeah. They had a, a, a sleeping bag. They were happy that, that somebody gave them a sandwich that day. Like, it's crazy. They were some of the happiest people, people ever. Got it right, though. They don't have to worry about bills. 
They're not really worried yeah. about paying taxes. They, they, they have other concerns. Out. I'm not saying they have the best life ever, but they don't have the same kind of concerns that we do. And I think theirs are a little bit more pure. Right. And their perception are not on drugs or stealing from of people. people like not like <laughs> right. us, but people that have jobs and have to pay bills and all that is like, wow, those people must hate their life. Like that sounds terrible to have to do that all the time. Well, it's the same thing right. with with I mean, like Bob said it earlier, it's the idea that something that ends up getting bred into us like it used to be that the American dream was a family, a house, a job and a car. That's it. That's white all picket people fence, wanted. Two the and white a half kids. Fence. Yep. Two and a half kids. Golden it, that was that was the thing was like you just wanted the bare necessities to be fulfilled. Those four items. And instead, now it's a classic case of keeping up with the Joneses. It's like if you see somebody else who's working the same job as you and they go out and get a new car, there's this kind of envy that's inherently now been built into us where if you're working just as hard at that job and somebody goes and gets a new car and you're like, man, how the fuck could they afford that? I can't afford that. And I'm I'm here busting my ass with them day in and day out. It's very easy for that dream to be completely ridiculous. Like if you have a car, you have a house. I, I try to remind myself of this all the time and I, I, I'm not always good at it, but I try to look at everything and I go, you know what? When Lene and I got together just like two years ago, we were talking about starting out like completely fresh. I had zero assets. She had everything in a storage unit and it was like, well, when are we actually going to get to like that house? Well, we ended up getting to the house and Things are now at least where we each have a car. I have a solid job. Our kids are healthy. It's like, at what point? Yes, there are problems in the financial world. And the worst part about it is that it's an, it's a constant every month overhead quota that you have to fill in order for you to continue on. And it gets really fucking old. Like, this is why so many people are like, I'd rather go back to the simple thing. Like, can I just buy a piece of property? And once I buy it, I don't have to keep paying on it to rent from the government nope. and then just build a fucking shack and start growing my own food. And I will work to just be self-sustainable. Like, See, and that that's the real American dream. And you have to correct. It's a dream because you have to be asleep for it to happen because um, the government's never going to put up. That's George Carlin. Come on. I know. Uh, yeah. You're, you're not allowed to just simply exist. No, 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 no. That's against the rules. No, there are. Yeah. If, there are loopholes around it, but it's a pain in the dick. And then even still, like if, if they are suspecting of you tweaking that system, they, they will still come out and they will try to find some kind of article to be like, you can't do this. It's fucking ridiculous because if it's just like DUIs or anything else, one of the, I, it's funny that we were talking about that prior because I was thinking about it as I was setting up the cost, every single entity that has to do with you driving Puts their fucking hand up your asshole and pulls cash out of you. My last DUI, I was adding it up in my head before the show, cost me almost $9,000 total. Like, it's fucking... And that was that was separated between five entities. That's the crazy part, is everybody gets to make a little bit of money off of your yep. poor decision. It's the same thing with trying to do anything that you don't want to have to pay a lot of money for. I'd be willing to put in the work to not pay money. So... Why is that not okay anymore? Well, because they want their money. They they don't want you to do anything that causes work that they don't get paid for. And it's fucking, but it's ridiculous. The city of Austin, um, when Uber and Lyft started, um, 
the DUIs plummeted, like mm-hmm. plummeted. We, they went down to just astronomically low numbers to the point Co- to where the city of over. Austin banned Uber and Lyft. Because of the revenue. Because they weren't making the money. So they it's banned Uber and Lyft. Wow, that sounds like they really care about their citizens. Right. And yeah, then, it's all about safety, right? And Cops then famously they, uh, care about people. They came out with their own government ride share. Um, and then they finally let <clears throat> everything come back. But it's like legalizing you gotta, pot. You gotta watch out for that. A government ride share. You'll get on the on the ride share that. and they'll be like, You're drunk in public. <laughs> Charges. What was it called yep. the government rideshare program. Do you remember? I think it was called rideshare. Um, oh, very clever government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, um, oh god. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was weird, man. It was weird when it happened. Everybody was like, "What the fuck? Like, why would they do that?" Like, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Well, because they lost a ton. Like, because it was subsidized? part of some libertarian groups," and I'm like. Dude, he's so, for revenue, man. Like, come speaking on. Speaking of revenue and the government being fucked up, so in certain parts of our town, we have those camera lights where if you do something wrong, it'll flash a picture at you, send it to you in the mail, and there's no contesting it. So, with that being said, I looked up the fine print because who owns the cameras? A private company. So they contract right. with the local government to install these cameras. Okay, well. How, other than paying for it, how are they making money on this? Well, the idea is is that in the fine print, the private company that makes the camera guarantees the government prior to install a certain amount of revenue every month. How do they do that? If they're meeting their quota by getting people on the camera, they lengthen the yellow light. If they aren't making their quota, they shorten the yellow light. That way... They can uptick the amount of red lights that they get, the amount of crosses and things like that. And then as soon as that revenue starts flowing again, go ahead, lengthen the yellow lights again. It's not about them caring. It's because they got promised a certain amount of revenue off of these cameras in their purchase. And they have to make sure that that is met because they contracted with them. It is operating operating in a very gray area, though. And I've heard a lot of people that win cases against the stupid traffic cameras. Yeah, they did so much that uh, the governor of of texas banned him he was oh, like really statewide he was like no more red light cameras. abbott's like well, fuck they're dude. not exactly Everybody. accurate didn't you well get you a, can't face you your accuser right it's that's it's the whole hearsay thing. it's hearsay well unless basically I mean, is what it comes down to is what you would argue is that it's hearsay like can well, i face the person that it, that's accusing me oh no i can't it was a machine well, and yeah. they make it super convenient to, for you to pay the money because you, if you get because it's electronic and they just send you, you know, nine pictures in a split second of you doing whatever the offense is, they make it very, very convenient for you to just go online, pay your ticket. Boom, it's off. You don't have to go to court like they do make it very convenient. The one red light ticket that I got from it, if a cop was sitting right fucking next to me, he would not have pulled me over for it at all. That was what that was what really pissed me off was because of how it happened. But five hundred dollars, four hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, yeah, minimum five hundred. So, man. Jen was talking about the ticket I got, and she was reminding me of a toll bridge ticket I got. Uh, <laughs> we go down down to the Bay Area as infrequently as possible, usually to fly somewhere. And we hadn't been down there in like a year when I got this ticket. But I get this ticket in the mail, and it's like 
you totally skipped this toll bridge. Here's a fee. And it was only like 25 bucks or something. I'm like, but they had a picture of his car and license, but a car. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying. I don't care. So I looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute. This date, I was definitely not in San Francisco that day. I'm pretty sure I have uh, an alibi here with my work and stuff. So I was looking at it. And then I realized that instead of an O, it was a Q in the license plate. The rest of the rest of the license plate was exactly my license plate number, except for an O versus a Q. And if you zoomed in, you could barely see the little line in the Q. So I'm like, I'm going to call him and see what this is all about. So I had to call them, talk to somebody who spoke uh, Punjab or something. And was like, no, my this is not my license plate. And I was like, what kind of car is that? And he's like, it's a whatever car. It was not my car. Long story short, I ended up getting out of that one. But as far as red light tickets go, um, there's easier ways to get out of it than you'd think. My former boss just and my cousin. Just don't register your vehicle. Well, there's that too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's other things too. You can get reflective paint for your uh, license plate that when a flash goes off, it totally wipes the whole thing out, which is brilliant. Uh, but no, my boss got one on the way to, uh, I don't even know where he was going, but his dad was in the hospital. He blows through a red light with a camera and in the picture, he's like on his phone, not even looking and speeding and going through a red light. <laughs> and uh, so he, when he gets the ticket, he's like, oh, I know exactly how to fight this. He made a court date, gets in there and was like, my dad was literally dying, which he was not right then, but he was literally dying at the time. And I was like hauling ass on my way to the hospital to literally hold his hand on his bedside when he dies. And the judge was like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, uh, uh, you're still going to get a ticket, but it's $1 and he charged him $1. And my cousin's like, fuck yeah. Even though it's not exactly (laughs) the way it went down, it was close enough, you know? Right. He's a master. <laughs> yeah, there's Dude. all sorts of ways to get around that shit. It's just how much nonsense do you want to put up with? Because you're going to, you know. Well, and that's where they get you, though. They're like, we know there's a way they can get out of this, but how far do you want to go down trying to figure out exactly yeah. how to maneuver this ticket when you could just say, fuck it, here's $500 and go away, you know? Fuck that, man. I like, I don't register my vehicles. Um, my driver's license about is about to be invalid. Um, and I just, <laughs> I carry all the law books with me. My suburban doesn't even have license plates on it. I was going to ask yeah. you about that. Cause we've had that conversation before about the people that yeah. are carrying the documents to actually fight it at the car or show up to court and legally fight it. Whether they're carrying a fucking black's law dictionary, you know, et cetera. Yep. Have you had any success with that or any run-ins where you've had to use it? Real quick before you answer that, Bob, um, carrying a Black's Law dictionary and trying to show it to cops is like trying to show <laughs> Shakespeare yeah, to monkeys. They'll be like, yeah, oh, I don't, I, we don't know. You're I, in jail. I carry the law books that they're supposed to know that their ah, job is based on. They don't. And so then I I just read the law to them. Um, a lot of them are like deer and headlights. They have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. We're like a chimp um, looking at Shakespeare. Exactly. I've. Yes. I've had a lot kick rocks. the The last time I got pulled over was the was the first time in a long time that I was about to get arrested. Um, and if my kids weren't with me, I would have let them. I would have been like, "Okay, here we go. I'm gonna fucking take you punk ass bitches to court. Like I'm gonna fucking do this shit, and I'm gonna oh, take shit. all the law books with me, um, because you know this dickhead 
just I, I told them all the laws. I wasn't doing anything wrong. My truck's just not registered. I don't have I don't have any stickers or license plates or anything. And uh he tried to tell me that I needed to register my vehicle. I told him I didn't. He tried to get my ID, and when I didn't give him my ID, he got really mad. And yes. I was like, dude, I don't have to give you my ID. I'm you have videos of this, anybody. right? Is that the one you were texting me about? About how you had videos um, one of these? I do have some videos, uh, not of that particular one. I think I I may actually have video of that one too, because I always record my interactions with cops. Always. Probably smart. They From do, the moment so. I see the lights come on behind me, I start recording. So uh, uh note to people out there it's really easy you stick your uh, phone in the cup holder and hit record video and just let it roll you'll be way more confident too if you know you're recording on your end they might I hold pissed. it up i let them see it i oh. let them see that i'm <laughs> fucking recording them like just I am... one of those little magnet things you can kind of hook to your dash and you can put it on your face and right. the cop at the window yeah so they can see both free. of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep well, I talk to it like I'm talking to an audience, so they think I'm on a live video. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. very smart. I dude, love you're it. way smarter than me. Yes, science. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, like, and and I've gotten a lot of cops to just kind of leave me alone. They're just like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> totally using that next time. <laughs> like, like I I have a taxation is theft sticker on my truck. And I got pulled over by this fucking gung ho dude just because I guarantee it was that sticker. He looked over and saw it. <laughs> and I was right next to him, and he looked over at saw it, and I saw him just hit his brakes and get behind me. And it took him a second because he was running my plates and found out my plates are just vintage plates from 1973, and they don't do <laughs> anything. Um, and then he pulled me over, and he he got really mad. He was like, "Your car is not registered. So it doesn't have to be." Give me your driver's license. No. Why fuck not? Off. I don't have to. <laughs> fuck you. I said, you see these law books right here, man? I know the law better than you. You better not. Dude, you you know how much cops hate people like you? And I love it. It's a beautiful thing. They should. Cops we should fucking all be hate doing people it. like you. And we should all be doing it. If everybody did it, shit would change. Why do you not know? You know, if everybody freaking stood up for their rights and said no and gave cops shit man cops who could fuck so in that situation though what are some of the if you can remember so i know you're fucking high um <laughs> what are some of the laws that you cited to him um the big one because the the two that i know the best are the ones that i have to use the most and it's for registration and, and id Sure. Uh, registration is 502.003, and it states that no city or local municipality can enforce license or um, registration laws unless you're transporting people for compensation. Like, that's a direct quote for, of the law. That's a good uh, one to know. Yeah, yeah, it's like that commerce thing. Right. Yeah. That, that gets All of a little it's more commerce. tedious. And so... Um, I quote that one, and then when they ask for my ID, I text, tell them Texas Penal Code 3802. I don't have to give you any form of identification unless I'm under arrest for a reasonable, articulable suspicion. And you need a reasonable, articulable suspicion and a single, articulable fact. And if you can't give any of that, I'm not giving you my ID. Like, right. Sorry, and also, man. you're being recorded, so you better yeah. make it good. I don't have to tell them that I'm recording in Texas. It's a single consent state. Yeah, I've, I've been recording people, and they're like, I don't want to be recorded. I said, 
tough fucking luck, man. Like they, this is a single consent state. You don't get to tell me I can't record. Like, wow, well, I you. doubt California is like that, but I'm sure I could find something. It's not similar. <laughs> no, nothing similar. Um, uh, I mean, you can always go to look. This is private footage for me. Like, fuck off. Well, that's yeah, the thing. in California, like, in there's vehicle. a very real danger yeah, of getting. You have every outside. right to document your day, however yeah. you see fit. That's yeah, exactly. Like if you're taking a picture at the beach yeah. of you and your wife, and you're taking, can somebody in the background be like, "No, delete that." No, no, I'd be fuck like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, eat it, eat it, people it. just get up up in arms when they're doing something they know is wrong, and you're recording them, and they're we they get mad. <laughs> we live in a time where not enough people have been smacked in the mouth, like. <laughs> More people need to get freaking knocked in the mouth and understand there's consequences to being a dickhead. Like, there's no fear of that anymore. That's why no. they because everybody got this participation trophy and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yep. I can just glide through life without trying or being a good person. Yeah, you're special no matter what. And now we have trans people. Man, fuck off. I mean, you know. yeah, it's so stupid, man. Like, I think just a lot of people need to get hit in the face. Um, it would that's it very radical. Shit up. You're an extremist. Oh, and man, a racist. that's not near as radical as I'd like to get. <laughs> um, that's what that's on the softer side of things. <laughs> that's as good as it gets. Hypothetically, of course, um, for our FBI agent that's that's listening. Oh, Hi, fuck buddy. it, Chuck. I love you, buddy. Your name is Mom's Chuck? doing all right. Yeah, huh. mine's Randall. Oh. I don't know. I don't assume his identity. So, oh, you know, he's a federal he, worker. As far as I know, it's he's a he, probably him. a tranny. He's probably <laughs> my FBI agent is a they them for sure. Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> but he seems to love all my memes on Instagram. So you know, as long as he's having a good time too. But dude, before we uh, before we let you go out of here, because Ben's going to be going to bed here soon. Yes, very soon. Me too. Okay. Uh, why don't you kind of. In a nutshell, give us your your definition of anarchism, or how how you look at it, and how you're trying to live your life with anarchy. Is it ANCAP, well, like anarcho capitalist, or straight anarchy? Man, I don't give a shit what you do. Um, you know, anarchy just means no rulers. A lot of people conflate it with chaos, um, right. and and then they also conflate government with order which it's none of that is true um the only true order is uh government is chaos yeah is natural order that's the only true order it's the only way you're ever going to get real order is natural order um so i live by natural law man just don't hurt people don't take their shit you know just try to not be a dirtbag you know (laughs) and i can cuss people out and call them retarded all i want i'm not a dirtbag i'm not trying to control your rights and shit like I, I can call you what I, I have people they're like oh you're real moral being a dick and I'm like that's has nothing to do with morality you fucking idiot <laughs> dumb <laughs> shit that that would fall under ethics and yeah it's it's completely ethical to me because they're subjective to call that's you a- retarded when you say retarded shit that's kind of what I was talking <laughs> about earlier to somebody you are a tremendous piece of shit to somebody else Hey, you're awesome and doing your thing. Yeah, you got you a know, fucking halo. There's a lid for every pot, man. Um, not giving a fuck what other people think is extremely liberating. You know, I say yes. I tell people we're only as free as we act. So I just act free as fuck. 
Um, and if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. I don't care. My value doesn't come from you, so it doesn't bother yeah. me whether you like me or and not. That you exact should... thing. Real, sorry, Ben. Real quick. That exact thing is what people are missing in this current time. Is my mm -hmm. value doesn't come from you or what you think of me. It comes from me. No, it doesn't matter what I identify as or what I think I am, and that's my value. If you accept it and acknowledge me. That's the wrong way. The value can come out of what you identify as. Sure. For you, but don't expect other people to fucking recognize the value in that because sometimes there just fucking isn't. And it doesn't matter yeah. if there is or not. You have to value yourself. Fuck that. And not care. Like you said, yeah. which is value, the, value is subjective. So why would you leave it to, in the hands of somebody else? It's ridiculous, which is exactly where mm -hmm. you get fucked off with a lot of the people today is that they want you to accept them for how they are. And if you don't, that means that you're an asshole. It's like, I don't have to accept you for who you are. That's your job. You accept you for who you are. I accept me for who I am. And everybody does their own shit. On another note, you should change your name to Moral Bob Dick. <laughs> no, Ben, that exact thing, though. So somebody who's like that, who's in the victim role, is going to be like, you have to accept me for who I am or... I feel less self-worth. Yeah, you're denying it's, my humanity. And yeah, I go, still no. problem. And I go, okay, you deal with that then because I don't even <laughs> know you. So, but at the same time, they're going to not accept you for who you are, not accepting them. So it goes back right. and forth. They're going to be like, well, I think you should be like this. And I'm like, hey, accept me for who I am because this is how I am. I don't like you. They can't do that. There's, you know, right. Well, no, it's, standard. It's, it, it's do what we say because we say it. Right. There's no reason behind any of it except for narcissism. Um, that and... might be the new definition of tolerance. Do what we say because we say it. Tolerance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like, and, and these people just haven't met any real adversity in life. So they just think it's okay to go around and tell people what to do. And again, they just need to be popped in the mouth. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't talk like, pow, fuck off. Like, well, I, I don't even know if you want to save. <laughs> I mean, if you want to save some money, pop them in the mouth. Otherwise, some I'm not saying everybody, just some of them. Definitely. That you know who I'm talking about. Some people that, didn't get beat by their parents and it shows. Right. Right. Um, or just gotten in a fight. Like, yeah. Just, gotten their yeah. ass kicked for some reason or another. They don't know what that's like. They're these very, very. Self-righteous, like you said, narcissism is a great word for it. There are these self-righteous, oh, yeah. entitled fucking assholes who are so used to getting anything that they want by screaming any kind of victimhood or virtue signaling kind of thing where it's like, no, 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 you have to. It's like, I don't have to do shit. I don't have to do shit for you ever in my life. I don't care. You're so like... coddled that the the you can't deal with somebody not accepting who you are. I don't know how to deal. Like, okay. Well, you deal I don't, with it then. That, again, value <laughs> is subjective, man. Like, why do you want to force me to care about the shit you care about? I don't care about it. Like, can right. I make you care about the shit that I care about? No. Because that's how they, they think, and they want you so to dumb. think the same way that they right. do. It's, Tolerance. They yeah. think yeah. that they are more moral and ethical than anybody else by forcing people to do things against their will. It doesn't matter what you're trying to force them to do. If I take a thousand people and I put guns to their head and I force them to build a school, I, I didn't do anything good. 
Like, right, right. You know, ooh, I built a school. People would be, you know, but the left would be like, oh, did you see? He he built a school. <laughs> I think it's called uh, brave and heroic. You'd be brave and heroic for that. That's a yeah. It's it's, it's that's asinine. a classic case of the end doesn't justify the means. It's like right. Uh, I mean, and this has obviously been a thing that everybody talks about now is America being built on slavery. It's like, look, nobody alive today. That I know has slaves, and nobody that I know today has been a slave or a slave in a owner, way, or a slave owner, it, it, right? And, and, and the bigger thing, I'm like, well, as a, pretty much under our government, we all are, but um, in in that traditional sense, is I'm like, oh yeah, but I didn't, I didn't own slaves, and nobody that I know was a slave. So yeah, America was built on slave labor. That is true. You can see it everywhere. But that's not today. And no, it's <laughs> what empire was slave it? labor. Exactly. What, what empire was it? We were just the newest form of it. And it's like, actually, you know, what's funny is I heard a statistic just the other day, not by ratio, but by population, by population today, there are more slaves than there were when slavery was abolished. Yeah, there worldwide. People, there's this idea that there were like hundreds of thousands of slaves in America, and there was there's everybody had slaves, and they were working everywhere. It's simply not true, and only thirty percent of the slaves were black. Like, yeah, a lot of them were such, Irish. It's such fucking nonsense. The shit they peddle, like slavery, wasn't this huge thing. It wasn't like there was. They can only get to an estimate of maybe thirty to fifty thousand slaves that were ever in America, and that would yeah. take the freaking amount of black slaves down to like ten thousand freaking slaves. Because like, the rest were you on, people, man. right? Like, it was you people. The, the it was Irish. Yeah, it was Irish a lot of Italians. But but and people Chinese. didn't like slavery. Yeah. Like the general population didn't like slavery because it took their jobs. Right. Like, well, and so, then you had the neutral states that were just like, we don't own slaves and we don't care. Like, we don't. We don't care. We're not We're not trying to fight in a war. We don't have any. And it's not our fight. We don't give a shit. And that was, I think there were uh, 13 states that were, if not more, that were neutral. They were just like, it can have anything to do with us. Yeah, us it, was, it was absolute nonsense. And it was, I think it's, I don't even know that it really happened the way that it was said it could have just uh, I mean, been to destroy a lot of shit yeah. they burned down a bunch of stuff destroyed a lot of history you know the civil war was just meant to delete hit delete the past that's all that was right yeah it's a big big fight for virtue signaling dude the freaking <laughs> the the what the world's fairs were going on i know Still, during the fucking civil war like come on <laughs> Uh, people just on. taking a break. They were taking a you know donut and coffee break, going to see the world's fairs and just hang out and forget about the war for a minute. It's it was so like insane. The, the 1800s Netflix are like, ah, let's go to the world fair. Fuck this war right now. Yeah. But speaking of that, though, uh, we have an exciting guest coming up in a couple weeks, months, month, maybe. Uh, if anybody's heard of Gary Wayne, the Gen Genesis Ooh. six conspiracy. I'm reading his book now. It's a thick one, so it's going to take a while. But Ben brought up earlier this interesting thing about another uh, author named Paul Wallace, who has a book called Escaping from Eden. And I'm almost done with that audiobook today. And it's amazing. And I can't wait to see how that goes back have and forth you, with Gary Wayne. 
Have you heard of the book um, Genetic Genesis by Albert E. Potts? No, I have. Yeah, actually, when, I, yeah. when I was check, looking for the Genesis 6 conspiracy, that actually popped up because you can't get the audio book for the Genesis 6 conspiracy. You can only get the physical copy. That's why I, I got that. it. Yeah. yeah. And when <laughs> I was looking that up, that's where I saw the one that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I've had Gary Wayne on my show a couple times, man. That dude is a wealth of knowledge, man. That nice. dude can just, you just say one thing and he'll talk for 45 minutes. He's one of those guys that that's knows great. a lot about everything. Yeah. But that's my kind of show where I don't have to say a whole lot and I just let the other guy talk and yeah. totally forget I'm hosting a show. That's my I, favorite show. Dude, that's what both times, the second time I interviewed him, I was like, all right, I got to be on my A game. I got to remember I've got a fucking show to do. And the second time I still, he'd just start talking. And I'd just like zone yeah, you get out mesmerized. to his story. That's happened a lot more times than I care to admit where we have a, a guest on where I'm just like, duh. That was, uh, that was David Icke, man. Like I, I was in the process of watching his series, his docuseries on Amazon, and we still have to finish it. Uh, but at the time, Joe texts me and goes, Hey, we have some guy on uh, named David Ike, and I was like, "No fucking way!" I'm watching Escaping the Matrix right now on Amazon. And, and wait, uh, real quick, the reason I said it like that is because I assumed he didn't know who he was. I knew yeah, full no, no, well no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, some and guy. That's a fair. That was a fair assumption. Like, had I not have started watching this on a whim, I wouldn't have known who the guy was. And uh, he was like that. You ask him one question, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know what's really interesting about that." And he goes off on this crazy story, which just brings up a thousand more questions. But you don't want to interrupt the guy. It's a fucking fascinating story. And so then when he's yep. done, you're like, OK, I have like 80 questions and I don't know that we're ever even going to get through the one. Because as soon as I ask the one, that's another story. And then 80 yep. like it's it's a, <laughs> mm, I need a well, long be, be ready. That's the way it's going to be with Gary. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, you, don't, you don't want to interrupt David Icke either because he's got that British accent. And I just I feel kind of, uh, you know inferior to british accents it must be trauma from our past with the revolutionary war or something but i'm just like every time it's such a better way to talk honestly it's pretty cool. i like the vernacular and, and things the, and how you know, the cockney usual. the oh, cockney and liverpool accent i can do completely without but the yeah queen, they can go fuck themselves queen's english yeah sure all right dude Tell us where everybody can find you again before we get out of here. Yeah, man. You can find me on all your podcatchers, everything hidden in plain sight. You can find me on Instagram at the hidden pod and at spaces fake and gay because it is and I can prove it. Um, yeah. Check out my show with my wife. Um, we have a blast. It, I'm trying to get to where we're doing it at least every other week and trying to get back to regularly scheduled shows like normal podcast but eh. just i got so much other shit going on and i got like six shows and it's just it's getting i'm starting another one with uh with chud x that oh yeah i heard you be, talking about that that'll be coming out soon so that'll be a fun one and uh conspiracy theater 3000 is the one that i do with andy rouse and drew missing so check that out i think it should be on its own rss feed now nice so yeah shout out drew boy cunt oh and speaking of handles shout and links, out andy real quick joe posted a fascinating uh clip on instagram and it went viral and as of right <laughs> now clicking on it there are over one hundred and ten thousand interactions and almost two million views 
Jesus Christ, you're Joe famous, was texting Joe. Me, Joe was texting me. No, no, no. If you go to our page, the rest of them are like under under 200. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just that one. But he texted me and he goes, dude, I cannot keep up with these notifications. So I, I went on there and as it was, it was already like 25,000. By the next day, it was 50,000. Then we crested a million views. Now we're at 100, 100, over 110,000 likes. It's almost at 3,000 comments. Like, fucking wild. No, that's why I was Jeez. telling Bob yesterday, actually. I'm like, I can't even like, I can't even read comments, let alone get back to them. Like, I have a job. <laughs> Every time I see it, it's like, new comment. I, I turned off notifications a long time ago, so I don't even see the notifications till I log in. Then it's like, blah, here's all this. Right. Like, thank you. I just wanted to post another meme. Yeah, oh, Bob. You, gotta, you gotta post more con- controversial shit so it doesn't go viral. I guess so. Yeah, then it just gets deleted. Yeah, it just gets deleted if you do that. Well, dude, we'll let you go. I know you have bedtime. Yeah, lady. Thank you. And we will see everybody Sunday, I believe, or Planet Retards tomorrow, and then Sunday for whoever's coming on then. I'll I'll check the schedule. But yes, to all my pog champs and piss babies, I'm goodbye pilled. Balls.